Alrighty, in this episode, we're talking about real estate transactions and the brokers that are involved in a real estate transaction. In our previous episode, we went over a pretty good inter- overview of what real estate brokers are and how they work, what they do. Pretty much, the real estate broker is the person who finds the parties who are necessary to facilitate a sale. And we talked about the different types of listings that a real estate broker will put the property on. You have an open listing, an exclusive agency listing, an exclusive right to sell agreement, and then you have a net listing as well. But brokers, in addition to doing the listings, they have certain duties that are relevant to their clients. Uh, They need to make sure that their clients are treated fairly and loyally. Uh, And you will notice that many of these duties are actually going to be very similar to the types of fiduciary duties that corporations owe to uh, their, uh, to their employers and employees and so on and so forth. These are going to be duties such as loyalty, uh, such as reasonableness, and so on and so forth. Okay, so let's talk about some of the duties that are available uh, to the clients from the brokers. Uh, the duties that are owed include performing the terms of a brokerage agreement, and promoting the best interest of the client by seeking the transactions, at a fair price, uh, making sure that the property is presented in a timely manner, and they also need to make sure that they're accounting for their client's finances, making sure that finances are obtained uh, within a timely manner, and if not, making sure that alternative means of obtaining finances occur. And then this one is probably the most important one. It's going to show reasonable skill in providing brokerage services. Our second case actually talked about the reasonable skill more more so and just talks about the duty of a client, of a broker, is to act in the best interest of the client and to do so in a reasonable manner. As we talked about in torts so long ago, you're going to determine what's reasonable by having experts come and say what is reasonable in that field. So what's expected to be reasonable of a real estate broker? Well, the real estate broker is expected to put those transactions up for sale. They want to be aware of what is the fair market value of property and seek that property as as high a value as possible. If the client wants that property to be sold at a lesser value, to find out why, if it's for tax reasons, accounting reasons, recommend them to go to a tax accountant or not, And then you just need to be overall secure in advertising that property. As you can see, these duties are pretty straightforward, really similar, exercise reasonable care, be loyal to your clients, and so on and so forth. Really straightforward for the most part. I mean, clearly you can get into fiduciary duties for a while, and that would take that would take a hot minute. Okay, one other thing that I want to talk about is sometimes lawyers act as brokers because the lawyers are a lot of the time helping to facilitate the sale. After you go and get a broker, you're going to talk to a lawyer because the lawyer is going to look at your purchase agreement to say, hey, is this a good agreement? And so the lawyers are also going to help in closing. They're going to make sure that... uh, in, in other words, a lot of their responsibilities overlap with the responsibilities of brokers. 
but most of the time lawyers don't have a brokerage license because brokers require a license. So, depending on the jurisdiction, it changes uh, jurisdiction to jurisdiction. The case that we read was from New Jersey, but in Iowa, it's the same kind of situation. Here's the rule. An attorney can act as a broker without having a, having a license. It's an exception to the rule if their actions as a broker are merely incidental. You can tell if they're incidental because you're not seeking compensation for your broker work if they're incident, uh, merely incidental. If they are significant, well, then you're probably going to be seeking compensation. You don't want to do that. So additionally, if an attorney is licensed as a broker, you need to make sure that the practices are separate and that the attorney is not receiving dual compensation. They're not receiving compensation for their attorney work, and they're also not going to be receiving a commission for working as a broker. If you do that, you're going to find yourself in trouble. So that's overview of what brokers are, the duties that they owe to their clients, and then also what happens if a lawyer is acting as a broker. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't our pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice, and with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.